It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, I love thinking back to when I was a new believer in Jesus Christ, and my new faith was so meaningful to me. The passion, the desire that God gave me to learn His Word and to do His work, man, it was second to none. And it was so real that it just was seen in my life. I was viewed as a very sincere, a very trustworthy follower of Jesus Christ. I was viewed as someone who was devoted to Christ, devoted to his message. But it was interesting because when I came to the church, my first pastor at Fellowship, it's like it all got turned upside down for me. I was coming into a church that was hurting, that was reeling, that was wounded. Their beloved pastor had died from cancer. I think the church was in a place where it really didn't know what to trust or who to trust, or even if it really trusted God at that point. And for the first time in my Christian life, rather than being viewed as someone who was very sincere and dedicated and devoted and trustworthy, man, I felt more judged. I felt like my trustworthiness and my sincerity was in question. Literally, I really felt like every step that I made was being observed, evaluated, judged, critiqued, talked about. It was just a very, very wounded environment and it would take time. So I had to find something deeper than man's opinion of me for motivation and encouragement. And that was just the path that God had me on in that time. Well, Paul shows us that. And we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 1 this morning. Yes, we're in Romans. We have made our way uh, in in the Word through all four Gospels, uh, through the book of Acts. And now we are in Paul's letters. And so in this chapter, we're going to see how Paul shows us that it's what God thinks of us sometimes that has to be held on to much deeper than others' opinions to find motivation and to find encouragement. Now, a little background on Romans. Romans is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to Christians who were in, obviously, the city of Rome. Now, Rome's a very, very important city in the first century when Paul was writing this. It was really, at that moment, it was the capital of the world. It was the largest city in the world at that time. It had about a million people in the city, maybe about 120-something million um, in the entire world at that time. And so Paul had not yet been to Rome, and he was writing this letter to them. Now, at this time, Nero was the new Caesar, the new emperor of Rome. And, you know, persecution was beginning toward Christians. The climate toward Christians wasn't great. It wasn't the worst that it would become. That was going to take place in about another 10 years after the burning of Rome. But it was still, it was not a good time to be a Christian in Rome. Paul had never been to Rome, yet he was writing to believers at Rome. Now, he begins the letter in verse 1, and he says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Now, just a minute here. Can you see how important the book of Acts is to interpreting the New Testament? Can you imagine if the last thing we had read in the New Testament was the gospels? We would have seen Jesus crucified. We would have seen Jesus rise from the dead. We would have seen him appear to his disciples. That would have been it. And the next words we would have read were Paul. 
an apostle to Jesus Christ. And we would have thought, who is Paul? Where did Paul come from? We don't know anything about this Paul. What do you mean writing to the church? What church? What are you talking about? You see, the book of Acts serves as a very, very important bridge of understanding from the Gospels to the Epistles, from what God was doing with the Jews while Jesus was on the earth to what God is doing in the entire world through the church. And so just kind of understanding the book of Acts has a very significant place in understanding and interpreting the New Testament. So we're past that, and it's Paul. He says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Then after some introduction, you come down to verse 7, and he says, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he begins in verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, to the end you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted or encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, that oftentimes I purposed to come to you, but was hindered up till now, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and the barbarians, to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, as I'm reading this letter and this introduction by Paul to these people, the thing that strikes me is what he says there in verse 9. He says, God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, that without ceasing I make mention of you in my prayers. Why did Paul have to call upon God as his witness? That's not something we typically do unless we are defending maybe someone's accusation against us, against our motive. Like you don't really care about it. So here Paul now from verse 9 through 16, it's like he's trying to prove to them in some way his genuine care for them how he wants to come to them, how he has prayed that God would let him come to them, how he has been hindered from coming to them, how, and and in case you almost get the sense, maybe they're thinking Paul's afraid to come to Rome because of the persecution and Paul doesn't want, you know, Paul doesn't want to be arrested or something. So what does Paul say? He says, no, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. So in verses 9 through 16, it's like Paul goes through this defense of the reason why he hasn't come to Rome yet, why he has been put off on coming there. It would seem that they were questioning Paul's courage. They're questioning his desire to truly represent the gospel at Rome or even his care and love for them as Christians. It's like he's going everywhere else. He's all over Greece. He's all over Asia Minor. He's carried an offering back to Israel for the poor Jews there. Well, what about us over here in Rome, Paul? 
And so Paul says in verse nine, God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit that I make mention of you in my prayers. And I'm praying that God would let me come to you. And and I want to impart some gift to you. And I want to be there with you. And by the way, I'm not ashamed of the gospel either. I'm not afraid to come. It's just I have been hindered up till now from being able to do it. So Paul, because of this kind of lack of trust, lack of confidence in who he was and his motive, he had to dig deeper for motivation than their opinion. He had to dig deeper for encouragement. And so what does he say? He says, God is my witness. And he says, whom I serve with my spirit. So in other words, you may judge the outward of what I am doing, but man, God knows my heart. I serve God with my spirit, the deepest and most sincere part of who I am. Man, God knows it. And I serve God. He says, God is my witness. He says, I serve him with my spirit. He says, God knows I pray without ceasing for you. God knows that I'm making a request to come to you. God knows that I long to see you. God knows that I even want to find some encouragement from you. And then in verse 16, God knows I am not ashamed of the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ. So think about this. There are times when even our most sincere desires can come into question. And there are times when people can falsely judge us, falsely judge our motives. And in those times, man, we need to dig deeper in our faith than simply what people think about us. If I only show up because people think well of me, then I'm probably not serving God in my spirit. I'm probably serving people in my flesh. Man, if I can't continue on in my commitments that God has given to me simply because of the good or the evil that people think of me, then I need to go a little bit deeper in my faith and in my motives for why I'm doing what I'm doing. I have to get to a point in my faith sometimes where I just know that God knows. I just know that God knows. That's good enough. You may not think well of me. You may judge my motives. You may think the worst of whatever it is, but I just have to know that God knows. I love what Dr. Shoemaker uh, taught me years ago and it sticks with me. If you please the Lord, it doesn't matter who you displease. Now, it's not a cocky attitude. If I don't care, I'm just gonna run over you because God knows my heart. Not that at all. It's a humble reality that we have to draw in the truth of our personal relationship with the Lord, no matter what people around us may think of us. So the word for the day is this. If your motives are being questioned today, just know that God knows. Face your detractors in the strength of that conviction. That's how you keep going when people are giving you every reason not to keep going, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's fellow believers, it really doesn't matter. You just have to know that God knows today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.